welcome to the College Financial Aid and Career Navigation Podcast. Tom and Maria Geffers of Career and College Counselors, along with nationally recognized college financial aid expert Seth Green, teach two things. How to cut the cost of college tuition an average of $19,077 per child per year, and how to land your dream job after you graduate by choosing the right career and major. To get access to more information on how you can make the right choice, simply register at www.careercollegecounselors.com connect. To find out how to save an average of $19,077 per year per child on college tuition, go to www.howtofindmoneyforcollege.com. On the podcast, Tom, Maria, and Seth bring together leading experts in their fields who have experience in the college admission and career application process. They share their secrets so you can do it too. And now, here's your hosts, Tom, Maria, and Seth. Hi, and welcome to another podcast. I'm Maria Geffers. And I'm Tom Geffers. And the purpose of our podcast is to bring information to families, uh, parents and students uh, that uh, they would be interested in. We have many, many podcasts. And today we are talking about uh, rural schools and what they face, the high schools, special challenges that they face. And uh, so we'll be talking to Casey McVeigh about that. Right. And Casey, we're so glad to that you uh, are able to join us today. And for our listeners, Casey is the Assistant Director of Admissions at Clarion University of Pennsylvania. Welcome, Casey. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Right. And we always start with the introduction uh, to kind of let our listeners know who you are, what you do, and what's important is your aha moment, that this is where you need to be. So it's, it's up to you now. Sure. So Clarion's a small to mid-sized public school. It's part of the Pennsylvania State System of Higher Education. I attended Clarion as an undergraduate student and grad student. Um, we have a campus in Clarion County, two regional campuses in Venango and Somerset Counties, and of course, our strong array of online programs that we serve students near and far. These are rural communities. And me personally, as a student, I followed a pretty traditional path. So I graduated from high school. I went to college at Clarion. I knew what I wanted to study. I landed a job in public relations and then kind of found my way into college admissions counseling for Clarion. Uh, However, in working in my community and the rural communities that surround the university's regional campuses, I work with students who are really looking beyond that tr traditional path. They're digging deeper to find a path to jobs that are readily available, pay well, that are rewarding, and they're really focusing on the academic and career success that they want to have. So, in working with students who are either coming out of high school from our rural high schools or students who have been working in career fields and want to switch career paths or they want to climb their career ladder, uh, I've really come to understand the importance of workforce development in rural communities and how the knowledge that we can glean from workforce development um, and basically career paths that are available to our students to get them where they want to be uh, and into jobs that they want to wake up and go to every day and that pay a sustaining wage um, 
that is actually why I love what I do and what I'm passionate about because I live here. I work in these communities. I want them to thrive. I want the people to thrive. And if I can be a good resource to them and a good liaison to that next step um, to their path and to their career, then we're going to benefit greatly from that student success in these communities. So that's kind of where I had that aha, like my path isn't the only path that's out there. And that doesn't Mm -hmm. work for every student and every single student I meet with is completely different. Their interests are different. Their skills are different. Their desires are different. So I try to simplify the process and and I know we're going to dig into that today. So you're a great role role model for uh, students in the rural communities. Right. So uh, there's an organization, one of the biggest and best in, in the country called NACAC and National Association for College Admissions Counselors. And uh, several years ago, they started uh, an effort to reach out to high school counselors in rural areas to see what their needs were and you know how they could help get uh, kids into colleges that they wanted to go to, uh, even though they may not have been big uh, high school teams in their school or bands or other things that maybe did not have you know uh, enough students to do that. And we were, you know, part of that as well. And we put our two cents in on how to do that. And uh, I wanted to kind of pick your brain on that uh, as far as, you know, you have a a strong desire to help students in in, uh, rural areas. So what is the, you know, the one problem, a couple of problems, but what is the one or two big uh, problems facing rural students? So access is something that's always an issue. Um, I'm, I've met with, I can think of a few students that come to mind that I, I found really interesting. They said, um, I didn't feel like I understood what was available to me and that maybe I had to go into this or that job because that's what we were taught. Um, or, you know, I could only go to this or that school because that's what I could afford. Or they just didn't have a full big picture about all their opportunities. And I find that an access issue. So how can we get information to students to broaden that mindset, to show them a way to a a good academic program or training that's gonna get them to where they go? Or how do we get them career information to show them all of the different avenues that are out there and kind of broaden that mindset? So Um, getting into schools, getting to the students, working with um, the school counselors in those rural high schools, uh, because those are the biggest advocates for their students. They want to get that research, those resources to their students. So um, building the partnerships, working with our advisors from different organizations and industries to understand what they need, um, and then being that liaison between those companies and industries and our professionals to the high school students. So that's definitely something that we focus on here and we find to be a big issue is basically that communication piece. How do we funnel that information to rural students? Well, you know, there's a lot of benefits uh, for kids and families living in rural areas, of course, and they become a close-knit community. And sometimes, you know, they don't reach out or they don't, um, you know, across the country looking for colleges, uh, they tend to stay close to home, you know, which is sometimes a good thing. It could be a bad thing depending on the situation. But um, what does does Clarion do, if you could speak on it, of of actually reaching out to them? 
I know you did you did touch on it uh, already, but is there any uh, programs that you specifically do for rural students? Sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of different avenues that we're trying to meet students at. Um, and when I say student, that's defined in a lot of different ways. I work with a lot of um, students that are working adults. Mm -hmm. uh, they are in industries like manufacturing um, and we're meeting them on site at their workplace right. uh, to provide information. We're meeting with them on campus. We're meeting them in the communities. Um, we're working with different organizations um, to push that information out. Um, and as I mentioned, we try to unite with professionals and leaders in different types of industries. Um, one of the best ways that we do that is through our advisory board and our workforce development committees, where professionals from lots of, of different types of organizations like the hospitals, um, prison systems, um, United Way, I mean, a lot of different people are coming together to say, how do we solve the problems in our communities and how do we build that workforce up and how do we get that knowledge out to the students? So it's not only working inside the high schools at that level and trying to also, I like to present to eighth grade courses, uh, career classes. I'm seeking those out and talking with those instructors to say, how do we get this information out there? And I want to get to know those students at a young age to try to define what's next, what's coming up, what are they interested in? How do we motivate those students? But then all the way up through a working professional who is looking for that next step and filling those positions that are out there that we are in need of in our communities. So there's a lot of different avenues that we take, a lot of different strategies and tactics to get that information out there. But I would say the best and most, most simple thing I can say is that it's building relationships and trying to understand our workforce mm -hmm. so that we can, you know, touch the right people and get that, get the information into the right hands. Right. As you know, uh, and you know, that uh, your community, the rural communities are becoming more and more diverse and they, you know, that brings different problems to the table. Could you kind of touch on that a little bit? Um, how you, how you meet their needs as well? Sure. Uh, I mentioned I like to simplify the process. Uh, a student will contact me with a lot of different concerns, a lot of different questions, and they might be swirling, as I like to say. You know, they're, they're looking for, for someone to guide them, okay? Um, and so at the core of making a, a good choice on what my future holds is um, what do I want to do, right? Where do I want to be? What, what motivates me? Um, and what is going to make me excited to go to work and what is going to pay for me and my family and for what I want to do in my life, right? Like that's at the core of why we continue on and why we work and why we choose the careers that we do. Um, and so getting a student to look at what program or academic or um, is going to, or training that's going to get them to that next step. And sometimes it's, it's, that's probably the most difficult piece of the puzzle is what do I actually want to do? You know, what is a good fit for me? And so figuring that out, um, the financial fit obviously is a big portion of how do I afford to train myself to do what I want to do? And then lastly is the social aspect of, of am I going to thrive in this program, in this training, in this career? Is it a good fit for me in that sense? So something that I, I try to do is 
identify what are those high priority occupations. And I really wanted to touch on this. Um, it's definitely a component to industry driven workforce development. And in our rural communities, we, we want to retain our residents. We want to train them, put them into jobs um, that will sustain them and keep them here and, and help our communities thrive. So we, we look at what's developed by the Center for Workforce Information. Um, it's called a high priority occupations listing. And we will take that and garner what are those areas um, of work that have that are in demand, that have a higher skill need that we can train them in, and that are most likely to provide a you know, sustaining wage. And then we use that, the statistical data behind it, and regional experts, our advisors, our faculty, um, our industry leaders, and we develop this big picture, right? So that gives us our background to help students. And then we can break it down by what are those requirements for a student? So if a student contacts me and says, I think I wanna get into counseling. I don't wanna get a master's degree. I've got some credits from before and I wanna put them to use. Um, I think I might wanna counsel in, like in corrections or something like that. We can really take and see how many jobs are available in the areas that you wanna work. What are those wages and what's the training that's needed? And then we try to match them up with a program or a training opportunity that's going to match that need. Um, and another thing we try to teach them is like, look, look beyond just the field. You know, what are those specific jobs? What do they look like? What is working with prisoners like? Um, and try to get them connected to individuals, faculty or shadowing opportunities so they can learn that what it really looks like and what it takes to do that job. Um, and we help those students kind of start that digging in process. We dig in together um, as a, a university resource, as a community resource, um, so that they can get the information that they need. Because oftentimes I feel like our rural students, they, they, they know what they wanna do and they wanna do it efficiently and they wanna do it fast. And they don't know the first step. We are that first step. They contact us and we can help them look at that big picture and make it simple. And I just think that that's, that's really important to them. I want it simple and I wanna know that there's value there. So connecting all these little pieces, that's what we can do for a student. I'm assuming, that, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm assuming that's uh, part of your uh, work that you do with the future leaders and entrepreneurs? I know you're a member of, is that connected to that? So it's definitely a component. Um, the Future Leaders and Entrepreneurs Exchange is a working group underneath our local Venango Area Chamber of Commerce. Okay. It brings together young professionals in our area from all different types of industries and provides them networking opportunities and service opportunities to volunteer, to engage in the community, to find mentors and uh, develop relationships. And for our students here um, at our, our campus, they actually have the opportunity to join and to start working as a student in that, um, in that organization. But you know, the Future Leaders and Entrepreneurs Exchange isn't going to be in every area, but there's plenty of young professional organizations. So if you're you know, 40 and under and you're looking for a group of of individuals who are trying to build their career and build that network and you're um, starting out, you know, look for those young professional organizations that are out there. 
But if there's not one that you're meshing with or you haven't quite found that one yet, the best thing that I always encourage our students to do um, and other professionals that I come into contact is volunteer. Find an organization that you're passionate about, join their board of directors or join a volunteer opportunity through that organization. There's Rotary is one that I think is just fantastic, United Way, um, and learn leadership, learn how to connect with other people, learn how to listen, develop those soft skills, um, and doing that outside of the workplace, outside of your career is going to benefit you in landing the job that you want and having that really strong network. And that's something that Flex has taught me, and that's something that we focus on as a group to teach others and, and make a really strong um, network for young professionals in our area. Great advice. Great it, advice. it is. Yeah. Networking is, you know, as we're doing our um, as our, we're doing our podcast, we're finding out more and more how networking is so, so important. I have a question for you. You know, you had really uh, encompassed some of the adult learners there. What are some of the unique, because it's different than planning for an 18, 19 year old student, but now you're talking about working uh, adults trying to come back into the, the um, college situation. What are some of their unique needs that you see? So our adult students that are re returning, they are fantastic to have in the classroom. They bring life and work experience. Uh, they bring different ways of looking at subjects um, and situations and content. And it really makes it for a dynamic classroom. But when you're working with an adult, they have different needs, right? They want to know that they're not going to spend their time in the classroom learning something that they can't apply. They want to find that value. They want to know how they're going to afford something. Financial aid is a huge piece of the mm -hmm. puzzle for our returning adult students. Um, and I think about transfer credits, that is probably one of the biggest things that I work with. Students will come to me and say, I've got past credits. I, I attended or I have my associate's degree and I'm looking to build onto that for the next step in my career. How are those going to fit into a program of study? And how am I going to put that to use? And, you know, will I have financial aid grants and loan opportunities mm -hmm. to make sure I can pay for that? Um, or I am not looking for that traditional credit bearing piece. I want to do a hands-on training or uh, a certificate program, something that's going to develop me as an individual or a professional. So it's not just looking at a traditional four-year experience. They also have work and life responsibilities outside mm -hmm. of their college now, right? Mm -hmm. They have families that they you know, need to revolve their educational experience around. And so we have to try to offer them the right time of day, the right mm -hmm. format of classes, mm -hmm. make things more flexible for them. Um, we will also want to take a look at their prior work experience to know, can we award credit for that? Mm -hmm. That is something that I feel that we have been a leader in in our area is looking and providing that um, you know, credit for life experience mm -hmm. and matching that up with the next step. And we've built these ladder programs that are uh, completion programs for students who have um, work experience and prior credits and can get them further in a field. And uh, I think that's really cool. But, you know, they want fast, quick information 
They want to understand it fully. They want to spend more time before they make a decision, knowing all those aspects. Whereas whenever I was picking out of college, I was like, yeah, I want to study this. And I like this school I went to visit. I felt great about it. Um, and I'm going to sign on the dotted line. You know, I, 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 I felt like I understood what my college experience would be. And, you know, you think, you know, everything, yes. but, um, that's not our, the students that I work with that are returning to school. Mm-hmm. They are very savvy and they want, you know, as much information as they can to make the right decision for them. And so, and getting to know the students and know their histories and, knowing where they've attended and what their struggles were in the past and how can we help them going forward to be successful? Because the best thing that we can do for them is to get them to graduate and connect mm-hmm. them to a job. Absolutely. That's our number one goal. And if I, if I can't provide them a product, a service, a program that is going to get them to where they need to go, I need to try to find a place to send them another resource to connect them to. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I hope that that answers oh, what yes. you were looking for. Absolutely. What is, you know, we all have challenges in our professions. What was us one of the biggest challenge that you had that you had to overcome? So in my, you know, I've been working for Clarion for nine years now. And before that I was in advertising in radio and uh, I was with the, with the small businesses in our area and getting to know them and um, I was young and digging in in my career. And when I got into higher education, things slowed down for me. And it gave me an opportunity to just focus on one thing, the student, right? How do we serve the student? Um, and that was really exciting because I was in such a fast-paced world. Um, and I read this really awesome book called The One Thing by Gary Keller, Jay Papazan. And it teaches you to focus on one thing because successful people don't uh, you know, try to focus on everything that they could do. It's what they should do, right? So coming into higher education um, and slowing down and taking a look at the student, I realized that I have always been on the go and I want to try to excel at all these different things and and explore all my opportunities. And, and that was a big challenge to just try to slow down and master something, right? Become good at one thing and all the other pieces will will come together. Um, and I think a lot of young people, when they're starting out in a career, they are very driven. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we multitask and we get involved in a lot of things and we have a hard time saying no. Um, and so just from a personal aspect, I think for me, that was really tough to slow down and focus and develop the skills that are required for this job and for helping students. And so if I could give any piece of advice to someone who's going into college, who's graduating from college and entering their career is to slow down and focus. What is one thing that you can do now that's going to benefit you later and get you closer to your goal? What is the one thing that you can do this week that's going to help you excel in your work or towards getting the job? right? Not what is everything that I could do, but what what can I focus on now that makes everything else irrelevant or easier? Um, And so that's something that that book taught me. And I think that's really, it's hard for young people to slow down and say no to something so they can say yes to the right things and figure out what that is. It all comes down to focus. 
So in the world that we live in today, focus is really right. hard. But exactly. Right. And that advice is true for not only incoming students, but even for adults. Right. We're sure. all trying to uh, right. multitask and new research says multitasking doesn't work. Right. <laughs> and that's hard to unlearn because yes. I yes. always thought that, you know, if I'm a good multitasker, my employer is going to, to look at me right. as like, that's a gift. But it does take away focus. It's hard to unlearn that too. So mm-hmm. practice mm-hmm. makes perfect, though. It does. It does. Now, now we're located in uh, eastern Pennsylvania, northeast Pennsylvania. You're out in the western part of the state for the most part. And uh, our three adult children went through the uh, state system. Okay. And they all, they all had a good experience and they're all doing very well in their careers. But things have changed uh, drastically, you know, due to many uh, different circumstances, including uh, demographics and budgets and all good stuff like that. And um, our, our daughter actually works for a college that is is going to merge with another college in Philadelphia area. And that's happening, of course, in the state system. Now, not to get into the weeds on it, but um, we can't, we kind of think that it's a good idea for them to do that because you can't be all things to all people, in our opinion. So I think colleges are going to go the route of being, you know, specializing in something, whether it's music or science or, you know, teaching, whatever. That's the way it used to be years ago. How do you feel about the, you know, the merging that's happening now in, in Pennsylvania? You think it's a good thing, bad thing, or? What's your opinion? <laughs> sure. So. A lot of people have said that I have an optimistic view on integration. We can't sit back and stay the way that we are. Um, Our institution needs to grow. We need to position ourselves to grow and to serve students. And as I mentioned before, if we can focus on what we do well, that one thing that's going to get us to serving students and reducing costs for students, we need to try to do it strategically and execute it well. And if we do it well, I bet that there will be so many systems across the United States that will look at us and say, how do we do that? How do we, how do we leverage what we've learned in Pennsylvania in other systems? So I have a very optimistic view on integration, but you know, with integration comes concerns for our families and students that we're meeting with because there's, there is a lot of unknown. We're basically reinventing the wheel in higher education and how we do things. So there's a lot of unknowns and that can create a lot of uncertainty. So what I would say is Clarion University, um, and we're looking at, uh, looking towards integration with two of our sister schools in the Pennsylvania State System of Higher Education, Edinburgh and California University. And I can tell you it's new, it's exciting. Um, We are going to be making college more affordable for students. Uh, and that's a primary goal of ours. So uh, in the end, that's, that's our number one goal is to make things more affordable for students. It's going to help us maintain um, and expand the educational opportunities that are available for students, experiences, um, their network of different faculty with backgrounds and experiences and, and broaden that for students. And it'll also increase uh, unique and different types of programs that we'll be able to create together that was going to better our workforce and our students. So those are our goals. And I would tell a student that may be interested in a program, a campus, or an opportunity at a school that's considering merging or integrating is to get on campus, meet with the campus, 
ask questions, look at those FAQs that the university is putting out so you can try to garner more information about what that means for you as a student and how that's going to impact you as a student. And if you're still not feeling comfortable about that after you've asked questions and you've, you've talked with the school and you've kind of checked it out for yourself, if you're not feeling comfortable with that, then maybe it's not the right fit school for you. And that's okay. Um, it's up to us to make a student feel comfortable and make sure they understand, you know, for, for Clarion University personally, students have been wondering, you know, how's this going to affect my program? Mm -hmm. You know, can I still finish the program that I'm in the way that it is? And yes, our students will be able to finish their degree at Clarion University. Um, and that's the first thing we want to address with students. And that's our job is to help a student and a family understand how it's going to affect them. And if, it, and if a, a campus or a university that's integrating can't help a, a family feel confident in their choice to attend there, um, then I'd say it's okay for that, that student to say, oh, I'm just not comfortable. And mm -hmm. I think I need more information to make a decision. I always say, dive into it. And if you're not comfortable by the end of it, that's okay. Um, there's lots of opportunities out there for students and, and it's okay to move on and, and take a look. But is, is your school open to, um, are they going to have the uh, in-person tours going into 2022 on the campus? We sure are. I toured a family yesterday. Okay. Um, I'm training new tour guides um, in our admissions office. It's super fun. But yes, we do have, um, we've actually had on-campus in-person tours safely um, with physical distancing um, and face coverings and whatnot through the pandemic. We've been very successful at that. Mm -hmm. I know that there are a lot of schools in our state that have been able to do that, but we've been able to do that very safely. Um, and campus tours are fun. I mean, <laughs> I remember going on and they're so much fun. You know, you get to, I always tell students, you know, get, get on campus because it helps you right. like really visualize yourself as a student. You know, you get to like see what kind of Kool-Aid they're giving you on the tour, you know, what is that campus all about? But um, if you don't get on, on site and walk around, if you're going to be physically at a brick and mortar school, you know, either living there or commuting there, you want to get a sense of, am I going to thrive Absolutely. here? Do I like, is this a good fit for me? You know, um, a student that says, I'm looking for, you know, a huge campus and I want, you know, lots of student life and this and that, you may not like a workforce focused campus like the one I'm at today, you know, where we see about 300 students per week and most of them are health sciences related, nursing and uh, right. allied health, medical imaging, that may not be a good fit for you. Right. You know, so getting on campus and walking around is, is super important. I understand that's not available to everybody, but it certainly helps and getting connected with people. I think people are the biggest thing um, in any career or just in life, people are so important and your network is so important. And to think that just the campus visit starts it at the college, getting that face-to-face -face interaction. I know a lot of parents want to go back to school after a campus visit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They like, are all excited. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Before, before we close, um, is there... A, well, thank you. Before we close, thank you for all the great information right. you gave us. Uh, and uh, it, it's great to hear from somebody who is actually, you know, behind the curtain there and, and knows exactly what's going on rather than just reading something on Google. Right. But thank you for all the great information. But before we close, is there a, is there a good way for our listeners and viewers to reach out to you? Sure. Um, if you go on to Clarion's website or Google Clarion University, you'll be able to meet our admission staff on there and connect with me right on our website. 
um, or email me, cmcveigh at clarion.edu. Give me a call in my office. Uh, <laughs> be happy to talk with you. And, uh, and use me, I always tell people, use me as a resource, even if you're not looking at Clarion University. If there's something that I can help you with when it comes to finding a career or just how do I get connected with somebody who's got the knowledge that I want to have. Right. Uh, right. I feel like I'm a pretty good networker and a pretty good referral. <laughs> Absolutely. You got the college experience and the business right. experience. Right. So that's a good yeah. mix. Great yes. mix. Totally invaluable. Well, thank you so much, uh, Casey, for being with us. And uh, you've done a phenomenal job. As Tom said, behind the curtain is always good. And, uh, you know, rural schools sometimes are not mentioned. We kind of get lost in the picture, if you will. So I love the networking piece as well as the information on the, the uh, school consolidation, which is sometimes scary for uh, parents. So I want to thank you very much for being here. I'm Maria Geffers. And I'm Tom Geffers. And we will see you all back here next week with a new expert and in career and college and financial aid. And thank you so much again. Bye-bye. So long. <laughs>